0: What up, party peoples? We back at it again on this Monday. Hope you guys had a wonderful weekend, man. It's Labor Day, right? Let's get Labor Day popping around this way, man. You know what I'm saying? We got the crew in the building, your girlfriend's favorite DJ, DJ Ron C., the newbie, K-Stephanie, J-Tasha, and my girl, Big Les. You know how we do right before we start the show, ladies and gents? Please make sure to down below, subscribe. Click on that bell because we drop a new episode every single day. Monday through Friday, we got a new show for you guys. So please make sure that you guys click on the bell and subscribe. All right. Let's get it popping on this Monday, Labor Day. Big Les Entertainment Report.
1: Yeah, it is Labor Day, but it ain't the Labor Day of old, man. Like, we can't really roll to the beach. Everybody's going to have a mask on with a tan line over their face. <laughs> the doing like 10 feet away. It's not the same, but we do what we can do. We're in this together. Just have a good time and be safe wherever you are. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to dedicate this entertainment report to the one and only Chadwick Bozeman. As we know, we lost a great one. He died of colon cancer, age of 43, August 28th. And he had been fighting the battle for four years. And we've seen him working, laughing, doing interviews, doing a lot of human acts of kindness. And apparently he did not want sympathy or people treating him differently. And he was absolutely a fighter. And uh, people his and his camp respected his privacy. And you can only respect somebody like that. I think I would want the same thing if something were to happen. Um, an amazing career, a lot of biopics, James Brown, baseball legend jackie robinson supreme court justice thurgood marshall and of course especially made a fictional character like the black panther seemed like he was very real to not just kids, to us adults because i want to go to wakanda big time <laughs> um but he absolutely gave us hope of a black utopia and uh, social media can be so fucked up man because as he was losing weight and not knowing whether it was for a role, people were leaving nasty comments about his size or how he looked, and it's, you know, we say this across the board, you never know what people are dealing with, so be kind, everyone, be kind. I don't know if you remember the actress Michelle Thomas. She played Urkel's girlfriend on Family Matters, and she also was someone who withheld her battle with stomach cancer for many years. She died, it was like 1998, she was only 30 years old, um, and she used to date uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. And um, she didn't want anybody to speak of it either because she didn't want to be treated differently. So remember, everybody handles their battles. However, whether it's losing someone or their health, be respectful, be kind, especially if 2020 didn't teach you anything, Let's be to have respect and kindness for your fellow person, all
0: right? Well, <sighs> Liz. Um Liz. I just saw uh, Loki an interview the other day of uh, one of the gentlemen that starred in Five Bloods with Chadwick Bozeman. Yep. And he had said that he was like, Chadwick had beside people coming in giving him massages, rubbing him down, you know, and all kind of stuff on the set. And he was like, wow, man, like, what's up with this guy? Like, did Black Panther, you know, really go to his head like that? Like, he's just coming in like superstar status like that? And now he kind of, he felt bad, because now hindsight and looking at it, it's kind of like, damn, dude, like, he was on set going through some stuff.
1: I saw him do the interview, he called him Precious. you know entitled and he really broke down and felt bad about it because he did what we just said is that you prejudge or you assume and you have no idea what somebody's going through you know and i appreciate him being honest and being remorseful about having those feelings and stuff that you know you know
2: you know what one before we leave or you move on i i thought too on uh uh 21 Bridges. I, I said he's, he's looking kind of thin. I didn't think he was sick. I just said he's looking kind of thin. And I thought because of, you know, they had him because of the role. But I just said, you know, he's looking kind of thin on that on that sh- on, on 21 Bridges. But you never know. You'll never know what people are going through.
1: Well, we want to thank him for all he's contributed to not just the arts, but to the whole planet as a whole. And uh, again, our condolences to his to him, his friends, family and the fans. We not only lost our Black Panther, we lost Black Mamba. Black people are dying. It's been a tough 2020, but we are gonna persevere. And, um, you know, we lost another NBA star as well. All-Star Cliff Robinson passed away, 53 years old. He played 18 seasons in the league. Uh, His family said that he uh, was fighting a year long battle With lymphoma cancer which is cancer of the immune system and back in 2017 he had been hospitalized with a brain hemorrhage so he's played for like the phoenix suns detroit pistons golden state warriors new jersey nets he won the nba six man of the year award back in 1993 he was an all-star in 1994 um rest in peace his death got a little overshadowed because of Chadwick bozeman but sports fans absolutely recognize him and again our condolences
0: yeah Nothing but love. We wish his family well.
1: Definitely, definitely. Tyler Perry has joined an elite group that includes Oprah Winfrey, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg. Yes, Forbes has reported that the filmmaker is officially worth $1 billion. On their website, they're talking about how Tyler Perry went from being dirt poor to a billionaire, rags to riches, true story. He writes all his own stuff, produces all his own stuff, not playing. He's keeping all the cookies for himself and showing proof. but he's spreading the love and he's giving back and he's doing a, a beautiful thing with it. One thing, let me ask you guys, when you become a successful celebrity, whether you're worth millions or billions, do you feel like it is your duty, whether you go back to your hometown or... To pull other people up. Do you feel like it is your responsibility to do more for the community or the outreach, even more so than your own family?
2: Mm, I can answer that. (laughs) I think, yes, I think it's your responsibility to to reach out to you know to the communities. I mean, I wouldn't say not to do your your family, but you know, I mean, it's just you have to, man. You have to, you know, step, you know, because it's that's, who, that's what got you there. You know, the, the community got you where you are. You know, what I mean, your fans is where you, you know, the reason why you, who you are. So I think you have to reach out. The family's gonna be there. You know what I mean? You're gonna take care of them. You know that you know, no one's gonna go broke. You know what I mean? I mean? I hope not. If I have a billion dollars, I'm like, no one in my family is gonna be broke for sure. But yeah, you have to step out and help the community. Yeah. All right.
1: Just,
0: well, let's- I just want to tie in on that real quick. I think it's important that you give back to the community, Um, even your own community or any other communities, because uh, there's some young people that are looking up to you and seeing what you have done. And if you give them an opportunity because you've gotten there and you give them an opportunity to to get a leg up, because we understand America, we understand the system, it always kind of holds us back. But if someone like a Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, you know, a Kanye West, you know, uh, they give someone an opportunity or a chance to get a leg up and start their business or, you know, read a script, give them a chance, something. You know, I think it's important. Uh, family wise, you know, is your family mooching off you or your family's actually trying to make some moves and contribute? That's the other, you know, question, you know, but.
1: Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to the Killing of Breonna Taylor documentary. They are moving things really fast. It's about to air on Hulu, NFX, September 4th at 10 p.m. Make sure you check your local listings. Now, Christopher2x, he's with uh, the Game Changers. If you don't know what Game Changers is, it's in Louisville. They are a nonprofit organization that promotes early childhood education, parental involvement, mentoring, and community involvement. Um, and they have been in contact with Taylor's mother, and she's looking forward to doing the documentary so that you know it helps to benefit her daughter's case. And quote, she sees the film as an another piece of storyline that can help magnify the serious issues in connection to her daughter losing her life, end quote. So we hope we can get some answers and some results. Uh, Whatever can help, you know, between the billboards that Oprah Winfrey put up in this documentary, let's just hope that they arrest these people and that those laws that we talked about weeks ago that save the cops or give them permission to go into people's homes unannounced and do what they do, get overturned and we can get some justice here.
0: I think that's the biggest thing right now that's going on And, you know, um, I don't know if you guys have seen, you know, the stories of when they ask certain politicians about systemic racism and two Americas and, you know, the difference between the whites and the blacks and stuff like that. And they always have an excuse of why Uh, this tells you and shows you right here, right now, um, the justice for Breonna Taylor, how they are dragging their feet. They're trying to sweep it underneath the rug. They're trying to play it out and all this other stuff. Um, I think this is unfortunate that a situation like this is happening, um, because at the end of the day, she was a human being um, um, that got caught up in a situation that is sad. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, police officers in a situation like this need to be held accountable.
1: I agree. Well, we all remain we we'll see what's going to happen, and it remains to be seen that we get some justice. If not, we already see that there are protests, things burning down around the country. It's about to be 50 states plus everybody overseas who are in support. The whole world's about to be in flames if we don't get some justice around here. Crunchy Black of 3-6 Mafia, his daughter, was reportedly shot and killed outside of a Memphis club. Uh, it happened Friday, August 28th. Her and her boyfriend literally were sitting in a car, uh, 3 p.m., middle of the day, and they were both found dead at the scene. One person who arrived shortly after um, the yellow crime tape had went up said that she recognized that the female, Victor, was a 26-year-old, um, and it was his daughter. So if uh-huh. you know, Crunchy black left 36 mafia, it was 2006 over monetary disputes, and it's never good when you have to bury your child over senseless uh-huh. nonsense.
0: So our prayers go out to him and his family, too.
1: Yeah, it's always a shame for, it's one thing to become and be successful, but not only do you become a target, but your family members do, right? When we hear kidnapping and all this other stuff and because they think they're going to get access to the money or to getting put on and all this other stuff. So you become a target as well. So buying that Mercedes Benz for your child or all that bling for your kid is hazardous as opposed to being like loving and gifting and spoiling them too. You've got to watch out for your whole family at this point because you become Absolutely.
0: a mark. Absolutely, no doubt about that.
1: Well, boxer Adrian Bronner, we all know him for winning multiple world championships in four weight classes. He's 31 years old, and he has li- literally been discussing the fact that he has been DMing Bad Bobby. Y'all remember her? She was the one who was on the Dr. Phil show, meet me outside, meet mm. me outside. She's only 17 years old. And he said he didn't realize that she was underage and he was going in hard. So you know, everybody on Instagram and social media was like, yo, you're an adult, what you doing? We already know this is the Me Too movement. like, back up, she's too young. And he's like, I didn't know, I didn't know, because she's moving like an adult moves. And that's kind of how he felt without asking what her age was. He was like, oh, she's grown, she can get it. I
3: was like no, son. You gotta check that ID. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: crazy. I think uh, there was a, a show called um, I think I think it was on Genius. It was called Cosign. And I remember they had Damon Dash on there and then um, pretty much you see if he could co-sign the the newbies, the the new leaders of the old, the leaders of the new school in hip hop. And um, yeah, she came on, they were showing him the video and he was just like, I can't watch that. If she's talking about sex and and she ain't even about age, I can't look at that like next. And it's just, it is true. I mean, uh, a lot of men don't have that, you know, mindset of, you know, thinking that she's a child because she still is a child. God, they see
1: TNA, can care less about what the ID says. And that's why they mm-hmm. get in damn trouble. All right, let's talk about your boy, Terry Crews. Lord have mercy. I don't know if you guys heard that he has been talking about Magic Sh- Magic City, the strip club in Atlanta, which is an Atlanta staple, um, should be shut down. And it is just people are not having it. And his thing has been, he's been going hashtag Black Love Matters. But Bow Wow jumped in and he tweeted like, a uh, quote, Ah, bruh, you've been on some, flu, some flu-ass some shit lately. <laughs> Leave Atlanta out your mouth. Magic is a staple here and it ain't going nowhere. Keep doing that robot and save yourself the public embarrassment. Hashtag my brother. <laughs> so people like T.I.'s wife got in, um, Tiny and everybody else like, yo, what are you doing? He's really been running his mouth lately and sticking both feet in. So what do you think about that, uh, P?
0: You know, honestly, I think, this is the cancel culture that's going on right now. And Terry Cruz doesn't have too much going on. And so this is an opportunity for him to keep his, keep people talking about him. Throw out whatever I need to throw. I throw it up against the wall to see if it sticks. And so with this,
2: to me, this is what I feel like he's doing. Well, he's doing American. Uh, count- yeah, he's the host of that,
1: that show. That.
2: That's big. Okay, That's it.
1: Well, well, between that and him talking about, you know, being sexually abused and all that other stuff, people are like not having him at all right now. Right. right.
0: And I get it. Like, whatever you whatever happened to you, you know, that was your personal. That's how you feel. I get that. Uh, But, you know, to go down the rabbit hole, um, I just kind of feel like right now. To talk about Magic City for what? What's the purpose? What's the point? There's no point at all.
1: You're like 30 years too late. That club's been around for like 100 years. So again, bye, boy, bye.
0: Right, you threw this up against the wall. Now everybody's talking about you. They're trying to cancel you right now. You, you're in everybody's mouth. All right, cool. You're staying alive right now.
1: Why are we moving on? Next. Right. <laughs> you know Shout out to Sweetie. She has recruited the baby, Post Malone, Jack Harlow for the tap in remix. Ron, have you uh gotten any privy to that?
2: I got it, man. It's off the chain. I like it. Woo! Tap, mm-hmm.
1: tap, tap in. Yeah, that joint goes hard. Too short. I know he's going like this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Get
1: <that one>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: run, me, run me that money. Okay. That. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Jay Z and Will Smith. They are producing a mini series on Emmett Till's mother. Mamie Till Mobley is going to be coming to ABC and it's going to be spotlighting the moments, sparking the beginning of civil rights movement. Now it's going to show Emmett as the boy rather than as the victim or the martyr, as they say, um, while also showcasing uh, Mamie's astonishing strength in the face of a mother's worst nightmare. So as you know, Will Smith has a company, Overbrook Productions, so they're going to do it under that umbrella. And Gina Prince Blythewood of uh, Love and Basketball and Secret Lives of Bees is going to be the director. So shout out to her. Oh, that's dope. Nice. Yeah, man. Now, as you know that Meek Mill and ATVs are no bueno, right? He went to jail behind one of them, which we all know was dead wrong. But he recently had another accident, major road rash, and uh, He just can't keep his ass Like he's skilled out on the bike For real, for real But, you know, he put a page, a picture up on his Instagram And it's just been crazy So he's got these uh, singles that are out now Believe featuring Justin Timberlake And another one, Other Side of America uh, They both cracked Billboard 100 And also welcomed a newborn son On his birthday back in May He needs to keep his ass still okay. Now Yeah Yeah I want to come to the fellas on this. Marcus Houston, we all know him from the group Immature um, back in the day, and he's just been an actor extraordinaire. He has married a 19-year-old girl, Maya Dickey. Now, their relationship, of course, has gotten a whole lot of public controversy and scrutiny because of the age gap. Marcus Houston, if you don't know, is 39 years old. She is 19. They had a private wedding ceremony in Corona, California. And um, let me ask you, because we all know that this is no surprise, right? Especially, K Stephanie, we know men always skew lower. They get the little young hotties who are 20 years younger. And God forbid we do it. We're cougars, right? Because you know I like them young. So <laughs> these old fools can't keep up with the girl. I'm just saying. But actually, let me go to K Stephanie, first. How do you feel about I mean,
3: I'm... I'm I'm not totally surprised because of the, you know, the history he's had, um, you know, but I mean, I, I honestly want to know, like, what her, pa- I mean, was her parents approval about this too? Because it's like, I know for sure, like, I would not be having that, you know, if I ever had a little girl, I would literally talk to her about what men think. And I feel like, some men that go for younger girls. I don't know. This is just me speaking just on my, on um, me personally. I, I feel like they choose young girls because they're still have this mindset of like being naive. So. manipulate. Correct. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. But I mean, I don't know. I kind of wonder what her parents thought about it, to be honest. Ron Sizzle.
2: Well, you know what? And I'm just talking for me. I don't know about Pete. Cause Pete, you know, probably go out and dig, 15-year-olds, I don't know, but <laughs> what? I, I'm, I'm just joking, man, look, no, uh, I, me personally, man, I, I never really got into younger girls, you know what I mean, uh, especially that young, and you, got, and you got to think, he married her, so they had to have been together when she was underage, you know, I, I don't I don't know the history, I don't know how long they've been together, but you think about it. If they got just got married and she's nineteen now, they had they had to have been dating more than a couple of years. So she's under
1: quick, you know how uh, that goes. She sees stars in her eyes and Hollywood dollars and all this fame and stuff, and it could be six months and everything looks all pretty and shiny and whatever, you know. But at nineteen you can't tell anybody what to do in any state at this point. Right, you know? right. What's your cutoff, Ron? You're the big five oh. How low will you go? I
2: uh, man. Uh, maybe five years is probably the lowest that I that I have done. You know what I mean? And and probably back in back when I was younger, I probably it was probably ten years older when I was younger. But not now. I I am I'm not dating a sixty year old lady. I'm not. I'm just not. But yeah, five years is probably the lowest.
1: So some twenty five year old shorty comes up to the DJ booth, looking like she's forty, throwing that thing at you, Ron C. You're not taking it home. I'm taking it home, okay.
0: Pee-wee.
2: I, I, I could get forty five. Just do the same thing. I don't need. I don't need that.
0: You know, I, I. It's interesting because you know, Marcus Houston. We all know him, and for him to go to a nineteen year old, that's real shocking. Um, I think I know that he can find somebody in his age range, uh, but a nineteen year old, uh, I think I'm with Stephanie. You got to look at. You know, the family. How's the family reacted to this? Um, It's really strange. I mean, I'm not with it. I wouldn't go that low. You know, I think the lowest that I'm going to go is like 35. So, I mean, it's really interesting, but.
1: It's crazy because I've seen so many men. Literally, you get to see what a midlife crisis is, right? They start feeling the need to have their ego stroked or to mold and manipulate somebody who's going to fawn all over them or, or dangle some stuff in their face that's going to make them love them more and give them that kind of attention and stuff. So imagine your daughter Bailey or, or you know, your other beautiful daughter come home with a guy who's twice their age.
0: I'm going to ring his
1: neck. <laughs> <laughs> five, five. All right. Let's move on, y'all. Actress Drew Barrymore, we all know her from Charlie's Angels. She just got her own daytime talk show. It's going to be called simply The Drew Barrymore Show, uh, September 14th on CBS, from news to pop culture, human interest, and comedy. I think uh, middle America is going to eat her, eat her up because they love her to death. Um, and you know her family legacy is just huge. So we'll see. Hopefully she can keep everybody entertained and engaged. I don't know if you guys have seen your boy, Drake. He's been teasing his merchandise certified lover boy all over Instagram. You know, this is a whole Nike collaboration. No official release date just yet, but I think he's going to do some crazy, crazy numbers once this starts. I mean, even the bootlegging is going to be crazy on this. Have you seen any of the pieces, you guys?
2: Yeah, I
1: haven't,
2: yeah. I haven't. I haven't
1: seen anything. P, you like it? You not? I like it.
2: Yeah.
1: I do like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do want to say again, condolences. We're going to former Georgetown basketball coach, John Thompson. He died at the age of 78. He was the first black coach to lead a team to the NCAA men's basketball championship. Uh, They really haven't disclosed the cause of death. We do know that he had been suffering from multiple health challenges. And again, we know that he turned uh, the team into the Hoya paranoia. That was kind of the hype. And he turned players into greatness like Alonzo Mourning. Patrick Ewing. And when Allen Iverson had been looked at for NFL and NBA drafting and then got into some trouble, um, John Thompson was really the only person when his mother came to knock on his door who said, yes, I'll give him a chance. So he's definitely an absolutely a legendary figure in college basketball. He's created some major athletes. He will be missed. Um, Rest in peace for sure. And then that's it with your entertainment news, you guys.
0: All right, there it is, ladies and gents, on this Monday. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, click on that bell. We want to hear from you. Comment below, man. Um, how you how you like Entertainment Report? How you like any of the shows? Just let us know, man. Just talk to us. We want to hear from you. All right. Uh, that's K Stephanie. That's DJ Ron C. That's Big Glass. Don't forget tomorrow. We got one guy to go with your man, Big Pee Wee. K Stephanie with her TV. It is going down. All right, man. Don't forget, tune in. We'll see you guys manana. Thank you guys once again for tuning into The Spin Room. You guys have Happy a good day, day. Yeah. Have fun. Don't save me a plate, matter of fact. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Greedy. Right. Greedy. Thanks.